Okay. Well, you guys know what time it is. You know which episode this is. This is the Q&A episode, and every single time, these questions get better and better. Um, this one, this one has some, this one is all personal questions. There's not really any philosophical ones, um, that I chose, but, um, they, they are, they are really good. And so again, you know, I appreciate you guys sending me questions, um, asking me in person. Um, it's really fun. It's really engaging. It lets me know that you guys are listening to my material. Um, it lets me know, it lets me know what you guys are interested in. And, you know, I just really appreciate the fan interaction. And also, you know, I don't think I've ever said this before, but if you do enjoy this podcast, um, you know, share it with, you know, other people, let people know, um, subscribe, you know, do all of that. Um, but the best thing you can do is, you know, share episodes and send it to, send it to people. Um, so anyway, I really appreciate the support. I appreciate the encouragement. Um, also the critiques, you guys, um, some of you guys do give me critiques and I've noticed that, you know, when you guys give me critiques, I'm like, wow, once I hear someone say something, I find that more people say, and I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. So I do my best to fix, um, what I hear. And so, you know, don't be afraid to criticize. I do not take it personally. Seriously. It takes, (laughs) it takes a lot more to get me, uh, offended, I guess you could say. Okay, let's jump into it. Um, Okay, number one. Oh, wow. Okay, there is this girl that I like in my class. I think she likes me too, but I'm unsure. How should I proceed? Well, I don't know all the details, but my question to you would be, okay, does she know, does she know that you like her? Because here's what I think, here's what I think people should do. Um, you know, holding in, holding in how you feel about someone isn't beneficial to you because it can lead to a lot of regret. Um, but, and again, I don't know all the details, but based off what you've given me, you think, you think she likes you. Okay. Here's what I would say. I would say, you know, just hang out with her, um, wherever, and just kind of, just kind of be upfront with her and just, you know, find out if there's anything there. That's what I would do. But I would definitely say to let her know that you are interested at some point, especially if it's been a long time. If it's been like one week or two weeks, you know, you don't have to do it. But if you've been holding on to this for like six months, yeah, you, you can't, you can't be doing that. You gotta, you have to say something. You gotta get it out there. You have to. It, it, it only hurts you to just hold it in. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Um, hopefully that helps. What time do you wake up on weekdays? I wake up at 5 in the morning. Number 3. In one of your, early, in one of your earlier episodes, you said that you were looking for a homemaker, in quotes. Uh, what do you mean by that? It sounded like you just want a woman that will stay home. Okay. So I tried not to send that message. When I said I want a homemaker, I said I want someone who will prioritize the home over their career. Now I'm now I'm okay with them having a job. I'm okay with them having a career. 
Um, I have certain preferences of kind of the kind of job I would want them to have. But when I say I'm looking for a homemaker, I'm looking for someone who, you know, I'll take care of the financial part. I'll take care of the financial aspect, you know, the bills and everything like that, insurance, all of that I got. Um, I'm looking for someone who, while I'm working, because I know I'm going to be one of those people who works, you know, pretty often, and I may have to travel um, often. Um, but I'm looking for someone who will say, okay, you know, you're taking care of business in the world. Let me take care of business in our world, in our home. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay if she, if she has a job. I wouldn't, here's the thing. I don't want anyone to just, I wouldn't want anyone to just stay home. That is terribly boring. Um, I would want her to, I would want her to do things. I would want her to have recreational activities. Um, if she wants to do a spin class or, you know, a yoga class or there, if there are things that she wants to do, I would encourage her to to do them. I don't want, I don't want someone that will just stay home because that's terribly boring and it's not beneficial at all. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what I want. Um, okay. Number four, hopefully that, hopefully that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I don't want a woman that will just stay home. I thought I thought I said that, but maybe, maybe I didn't. Anyway, number four. I know you don't believe in sex before marriage, but how should I go about having casual sex and minimize the risks of STDs and a potential false allegation? Okay. Um, I appreciate you acknowledging that, you know, you acknowledging my belief and... Um, how I and how I view things now as you guys know as you guys know I have engaged in sexual activities before I just haven't had actual intercourse in terms of penetration um but you guys know that you know I try to hold myself to the standard of not engaging in sexual intercourse uh until after I am married um but how should you go about having casual sex Here's the thing. I'm not someone who would... I can't even envision myself having casual sex. So this this is kind of difficult advice to give. Um, but I would say this. I would say this. Well, let me, let me address the STD thing first. Um, I know, I know um, a girl who she was... She wanted advice from me. And this was, this was, this was a while back. Um, and she wanted advice and she, cause she was talking to me and she said, we were uh, hanging out one day and she let out, you know, she, you know, let out a sign. I was like, are you okay? And she's like, she was like this guy, he, you know, a bunch of guys, he was like, she showed me the sex and she said, you know, this guy wants to have sex with me. And I said, okay. And she said, but it's a lot of them who, who want to. And I said, I said, okay, so what's the problem? She said, well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to just say flat out no. And I said, okay, well, here's what you do. I asked her, I was like, okay, do you want to have sex with them? Because I didn't, I didn't want to push my, I I don't want to push my beliefs on her because she's, she wasn't, she isn't a Christian. And so I was like, well, I can't push my standard on to you, um, and so I said, okay, do you want to have sex with these people? And she said, um, yes. And so I said, I said, okay, well, here's what you do. 
you take these people, you take these guys, and you say, okay, um, I'm willing, she's like, if we are going to, if we are going to have sex, we are both going to get tested together. We're going to go to a place and we are going to get tested at the same place at the same, on the same day. And we're going to show each other the results. And she said, do you think that'll work? And I said, I almost guarantee that that's going to knock out a lot of guys. And I was right. So here's what I would say. You know, here's the thing. It may be awkward to talk about this whole STD thing, but the least awkward way I could put it is you, you make, you make yourself get tested as well. So it's not just you, it's not just you telling them, oh, to go get tested. It's like, okay, let's just be safe and let's just go together. Because if you can't, and the thing is, if, if they don't want to get tested, that's, you know, they may not have anything, but it's just better for you. It's, it, the long term is better than the short term casual sex. Um, so that's what I would say concerning the STDs. If, if you are, go with them to get tested together. And then, you know, you do something, you know, if you are going to have sexual relations with that individual, I would say do it that day. So that way they don't go and potentially, you know, go do something with someone else before, you know, before anything happens. So you want to get tested, find out the results, and then that puts both you guys in the clear, and then you can proceed. So that's the SCD part. The false allegation part. You know, it's hard It's hard these days. Um, because, because guys in the back of their, in the back of our minds, we just have that fear where it's like, "Mm, it's unlikely, but it's, you know, this whole me too movement thing, you know, it just, I think it was noble. It was a noble start. They had good intentions, but it turned into something horrendously bad. So. I would say, I would say only do it with someone that you seriously trust and that you have a deep, strong relationship with. Don't just do it with someone that you find to be good looking or that you find to be, you know, really physically attractive and you kind of know them. I would say, I would say only do it with someone that you are, you know, close with, um, that both of you find, both of you are sexually attracted to each other. And also, I, I would generally have this as a rule. If you think you might regret it, if you think you might regret it, don't have sex. Don't have the casual sex. That's what I would say. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably what I would say about false allegations. You know, I have, I have come across these things, um, these articles on, and this kind of happened, this kind of took off last year, but there are these videos called consent videos. And it is of the man, it is of the guy recording the girl or the girl recording herself saying, I, and then she puts in her name, um, consent to having sex with, and then they fill in the, 
name of the they fill in the name of the guy and then um they say at this date at this time and then they say you know it can kind of vary from video to video but they'll say oh i am you know i'm sober i'm not under the influence of anything and all of that so i do know that there are guys out there who do that um but I, I, that, I guess that's the best advice I could give you. You know, I, I would like to say that, you know, abstinence would protect you from false allegations. Like, I would say it's a surefire way. But it, in, in all honesty, it isn't. Because there are some people who, you know, they are accused and they're not even with the person. They're, they weren't even at the, the place. And so it's hard. But, you know, that would probably be my, my best advice to not to not have sex at all. Um, and then, but if you, if you really, really want to, and you feel like you can't help it, I would say do it with someone who you seriously trust and they seriously trust you and you know, it's not going to affect your relationship in a negative way. So I know that weeds out a lot of options, but you know, I gotta be real, man, in this culture, you, you got to protect yourself, especially the STD thing, especially the STD thing. We are at a near epidemic level. You know, I'm in Sacramento and it's really bad here. I don't know how there are people here who just have casual sex. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I just don't trust people like that. Um, personally, personally, if I were to have casual sex, I would be doing the whole we both go get checked um, routine. That that would be that would be my approach to it. Um. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. So, be. I'm going to say this. I can't. I can't put my standard and my belief upon you. You know, whoever's listening, I can't force my belief on you. But look, man, if you are going to do it, be safe out there, man. Don't don't just think about the short term pleasure because you may pick something up that that. And here's the thing, people are just naturally embarrassed to talk about STDs. And they're even more embarrassed to, to reveal that they have one. So, you know, because it naturally just makes them unattractive. Even if they are like a physical 10, you just wouldn't... I don't think anyone in their right mind would want to have sex with someone who is really good looking but has an STD. Even if it is treatable, I, I still wouldn't do that. It's just it's just nasty. But that's what I that's what I would say. That's what I would say. Um just be safe out there, man. Um guys and girls, I should say. Be safe. Do it with people you trust. Don't just do it with people just because you think they're cute. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good looking people out there. I can throw a walk I can throw a rock out my window right now and hit someone that's physically attractive. But come on, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta have a really strong filtering process. Okay, that was a lot of time on number four. Hopefully that answers your question. Number five, do you miss any of your exes? No, I don't. Number six, who is your hero and why? Okay, um, so I don't, if I had to say I had a hero, it would be Jesus Christ. But overall, no. I don't look up to any person or any individual. I'm a fan of ideas, principles, and beliefs. I don't, 
I would advise people, well, I, I can't tell you what to do, but I would just say, don't follow people. You know, go and support ideas because what happens is you can, is you can fall prey. Here's the thing. People are human. So people will make mistakes. And sometimes when you are kind of that person, you will defend them. You'll defend them and it's, it'll, it'll increase your bias. So I'm not, I don't have a hero unless, unless I would say, unless you would say Jesus Christ. Okay. That's the only thing I would say. Okay. Number seven. Oh, this is good. If you could make one class mandatory for high school, what would it be about? Um, I think they should teach logic. I think logic is something that has just, you know, logic used to be taught, um, you know, much, you know, way in the, way back in the past. Unfortunately, it's not a thing anymore. Um, but that, that's what I'd say. That's what I would say. I think people have just forgotten how to think. We use logical fallacies a lot. Fallacies a lot. I find I find myself using them, and I have books that um that I read because I'm trying to I'm trying I always try to improve myself in multiple areas. I want to be a well-rounded person, and so you know I will read these books, and I'll be like, man, I do that I do that often, or you know I do that you know occasionally, and so I try to minimize it. But I think it's important that we learn how to think because that's crucial. Because there are some people who make arguments, and it's if you use just a little bit of logic, you would realize that make it, that it makes no sense. So that's what I would say. And I would say not even just high school, elementary school. Just get it really ingrained in people so that we can learn how to think and we can solve problems. And also, you know, it wouldn't it would take away um, a lot of this um, political polarization that we're in right now. Um, I think it would certainly help that problem. Okay, number eight. Would you ever adopt a child? Oh, man. You know, I I would have to say no. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I can't. I just don't see myself ever adopting. You know, it's because it's they they are from someone else's genetics um you know there are certain family problems that you may not know about i i i just wouldn't do it because the reason see here's the thing with my kids i there will be certain problems where i'm like okay i kind of know where this is from cuz i'm like this or my wife is like this or both like this and we could you know if there's a problem we could kind of figure out how to address it and how to solve it but if there are things where it's like oh this child throws violent temper tantrums it's like um i adopt this kid i'm like okay where is this coming from is he angry is there an anger problem in the family i i just wouldn't know i i would not adopt i i just i can't see myself doing it um if here's the thing if my wife wanted to i mean she would really have to give the ultimate presentation she she would really just have to give the ultimate presentation to persuade me otherwise because i i don't ever see myself adopting i yeah 
yeah, no. So no, that was a long, that was a long answer, but, um, would I ever adopt a child? No. Number nine, what meal can you not go without? And what is your ideal version of that meal? Breakfast, man. I don't know how people will, I talk, I talk to some people in the morning and they say, you know, I'm not very hungry in the morning or I forgot to eat breakfast or I didn't eat breakfast. Mentally, I don't understand those people at all because I need breakfast. If I, I'm going to say this. When I don't have breakfast, I would just advise you to just really not talk to me, to just not be around me because I'm not a pleasant person. I'm already, I'm already a, a dis, I'm already a person who is high in disagreeableness. You take away breakfast from me. Oh God. Just, just put me on an island by myself. Um, what is my ideal version of that meal? I would probably say, I'd probably say pancakes with, um, I'd say, I would say pancakes with, um, hash browns, um, over easy eggs or sunny side up eggs with water or orange juice. That would be my ideal breakfast. Yeah, I, but seriously, man. I, I just, I don't understand how people go without it. I don't know. Lunch, um, lunch I really don't eat. Because during the time I would have lunch, I'm in class or I'm doing something. Um, but breakfast, yeah, it, it, it is a must. Um, okay. Number 10. Before you graduated high school, did you ever consider joining the armed forces? Why did you not do it? Okay. So, here's the thing. Before I graduated, when I was really young, maybe like second, third grade, I did think, I did, you know, for a month, I wanted to be in, I wanted to be a uh, Marine. Because my dad was Marine. Now, he never saw action. Um, but, you know, I just, I, for some, he just gave a story one day about boot camp. And for some reason, I, I wanted to, I just felt like I wanted, that's what I wanted to do after I graduated. Um, so technically, yes. But when I was in high school, no, not at all. Because here's the thing. I would, well, let me say this. I would be a bad soldier because I don't take orders well. Or I shouldn't say that. See, I'm, I'm curious by nature. And so if I have a, if I have a question I'm going to ask it. And so in that in that field in that sector you can't ask questions. It's just do as you you know we tell you what to do and you just do it. Don't don't ask any questions. And I can't do that. So just for the for the for the betterment of the nation it's better that I never join the armed forces at all. But that's the main reason I didn't do it. Um it wasn't any fear of death or anything like that, but that was my prime reason. The second thing was um, I did not want to go through boot camp. I didn't want to go through the training that it took to do it. That was just me. I know that I physically wouldn't make it. Actually, I don't. Actually, I would say this. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if there was a draft, I'd be ineligible because I think if you have sickle cell anemia, I think you are. Um, 
I think you can quote unquote get a pass. I don't remember what the actual word is, but I think um, I could, you know, they'd be like, oh, okay, you, you don't have to serve. Okay. Uh, number 11. I know you are a big reader. What are you currently reading? Oh my God. Where do I even start? Man, I'm reading so much right now. I'm probably reading eight books right now. So, no, it's probably more. Okay, so these are just a few of the things that I'm reading. So I'm reading the second edition of Leonard Sachs's Why Gender Matters. I'm telling you guys, it is a fantastic book. It really will help you. And first of all, it'll help you to understand yourself. It'll help you to understand your siblings or your, you know, your mom or your dad. Um, and when it comes time for you to have children, if you don't already have some, it will help you to raise them. I mean, it's really, really good. Um, I'm reading a book on John Adams. I'm reading, um, The Conservative Mind by Russell Kirk. Um, I'm reading The Rape of Nan King again and annotating. And all of these books, all of these books that I'm reading... A lot of them I've read before, but now I'm just, now I have ownership of them and now I can annotate in them. And annotating to me is just so fulfilling. It's so satisfying. I love it. Um, what else am I reading? Um, mm, what else am I reading? I'm reading on, oh, uh, Free to Choose by Milton Friedman and Rose Friedman, his wife. It's a book on, um, how humans work and how, economies work and it pretty much it pretty much explains why capitalism is the best um the best economic system um which it is um by far if in case you didn't know that um what else am i reading i'm reading books on how to argue by uh jerry spence who's a very uh who's a very good attorney um yeah, I'm, I'm reading a lot. The, the real question, the better question would have been, what are you currently not reading? Yeah, because I'm, I'm reading so much, but I, I enjoy it, man. I really do. I, I, reading is just, reading is just, uh, it's such a joy. It's such a joy. Okay. Um, number 12. Do you have any tattoos? If not, what would be your, what would your ideal tattoo be of? Okay, I don't have tattoos. I'm not interested in getting them. By the way, my uh, my next op-ed that's coming out um, is about tattoos. So, you know, I would say read that. Um, I never thought about this question, though. If I were to get a tattoo, what would it be of? I see. I don't see anything that's worth getting tattooed. Even like even my kids' names, I just I wouldn't do that. There's nothing. I don't know. I just I don't like tattoos. I I can't. I guess that would be it. If I were to get a tattoo, it would be of the names of my children. But that would never happen. I I I would just never get a tattoo. But if, yeah, okay. Hopefully that answers your question. Number thirteen. If you had one year to live, what would be the first thing that you did? Oh, that's easy. I would drop out of school. The first, the very first, if I only had a year, if I only have 365 days to live, I'm dropping out of school. It's just, it's just that simple. That's, that's what I would do. I would drop out. Um, and then I think I would just spend that last year 
traveling. That's what I would, I think I would just spend the last year of my life traveling, seeing places that I've never been to that I've always wanted to see. Um, yeah, but that would be, that would be the first thing, just dropping out of, just dropping out of school. Okay. Um, wow. Oh my goodness. 14. Are you a person that could get over an affair? Here's the thing. What do you mean by get over? Like forgive them and move on and not think about it anymore? Um, cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I were cheated on, if I were cheated on and it was just a boyfriend girlfriend thing, I'd be like, okay, you're a loss. And then I'd be good. But a marriage? Oh man, I just, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I would, I'd, I'd have to call it quits because first of all, I wouldn't want to be physically intimate with them. And sex is the super glue of marriage. Um, and I just, in the back of my mind, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Your trust is no longer the same. I wouldn't always be asking them, okay, oh, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? I wouldn't be doing that. I would just, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, are they having an affair right now? So I would have to say that I am not a person that could get over an affair. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. 15, how come you never talk baseball? Because baseball is boring. There's too many games in a season. It's 162 games. You play practically every single day. It's boring. The games don't mean anything. By the way, congratulations to the Washington Nationals. But yeah, I, I don't care about baseball because it's just not interesting. It's I find it boring. Now, I will say this. There are some defensive plays that I, I will watch them on YouTube. Um, and it's just like, wow, that, that was pretty cool. That was pretty athletic. But overall, I don't care about baseball because there are too many games and they don't mean anything. See, the more games you have in a season, the less they mean. That's why I love the NFL. You only get 17 weeks and 16 games. You can't go on a huge losing streak. You can't. You don't play every day. You play once a week and you make the most of the days to prepare for that game that week. In baseball, if you lose a game, it's just like, oh, well, we, we got to get ready to play another one. Tomorrow, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day. That's why I don't care about, that's why I don't talk about baseball. It's not interesting to me. 16. Oh, wow. If you own, you guys really, you guys are, you guys brought the heat today. Um, if you only had to, if you only, if you could only save one, would you save your brother or your sister? Oh, my sis, I'm closer to my sister. I'm, I am closer to my sister, but my brother is younger than me. And so I would look at it this way and I'd be like, okay, I love my sister, but my brother has more life ahead of him than, than both of us. So I would probably, it would be hard, but I would probably save my brother. Okay. Yeah. 17. Can guys and girls just be friends? No, they can't. They can't. Because... 
and I, I don't, I haven't looked at the research in a long time. And actually, I don't even know if, you know, I don't even know if I'm correct here. Because um, there, there are, I'll say this, there are studies which make cases for both. That you can be and then some that you can't be. I look at it this way. All of the, all of my friends that are, that are girls, these are girls where I look at and I'm like, okay, could I possibly, could I see myself in a relationship with them? And the answer in most, at most cases is yes. Um, now there are acquaintances. I have female acquaintances, but I would say friends, I, I think we just look at, we look and say, okay, if, you know, if I'm single when I'm like 35 and it's, you know, over, it's like, okay, who am I going to, okay, who am I going to get with? That's what I would say. So I would say, I would say no, because at the back of your mind, you're thinking about, okay, could something happen between us? That's what I would say. So I, I would say, I would say no, I don't think the opposite gen I don't think opposite genders can just be friends. That's just me. Um okay, eighteen. Is it ever wrong to leave a person due to weight gain? Would you, would you ever leave a person because they gain too much weight? Okay. Eighteen is man, that's, this is a really good question. Okay. I'm gonna say this. In marriage Oh man, this is this is a tough question. This is a tough question. Because overall, the rule I go by with divorce is okay, unless it's unless it's unfaithfulness, you have to stay with that person. But I'm going to say this, man. There are cases where and of course, these are the extreme cases, but there are some people who will eat and just gain so much weight and they won't do anything about it and they will just you know it's horrible and so you have to choose between yourself and it's like okay am i going to stay with this person and watch them kill themselves slowly by gaining all this weight and eating all this food or or what am i going to do here's the thing i i'll say this i was in a relationship and this girl, this girl and I, it was a tremendous relationship. And pretty much what we did, we said, you know, I talked to her in the beginning. I said, I said, look, I'm not one of those at the, at the beginning of the, of the relationship. I said, look, I'm not one of those guys who will just accept, who just accept your body as it is. Just because, just because I'm with you and I'm emotionally attached to you. I said, listen, that's not me. I said, I understand weight gain happens, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep you in check and I, and I want you to keep me in check. Okay. If you know my muscle, if my muscles aren't looking as toned as they used to tell me, because you know, I'm going to know, but it's going to be like, okay, you hold me accountable and I'm going to hold you accountable. And it was just a great relationship. And we just said, okay. And I was like, babe, okay. Your stomach is just a little bit. It's not quite as tight as it was. And we, we would, it was just great. Um, so if I w I'll say this, if, if I were with a girl 
especially, I'll say this, especially just a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, and they just didn't care about their body, and they just let themselves go because they're like, oh, you know, he'll love me just as I am. By the way, ladies, that that's a common thing. That's a common thing that um, you will think. Don't just do that. Guys do do this too. We do sometimes just let ourselves go. No. It is your job to keep yourself as physically attractive as you can. Don't just let yourself go. Because one, I think, first of all, it's first of all, it's bad for you, the person. And two, I think it's disrespectful to the uh, other person, that to your significant other. If you just, when you just let yourself go, because you're like, oh, you know what? You're with me. So, you know, it's it's just, you're supposed to just appreciate me in whatever shape I am in. And it's like, um, no, because there are natural biological urges and attractions to where it's like, okay, you know, they're looking good. Okay. You know, let's, let's go to the bedroom or the car or the shower. But then there are others where it's like, okay, and I'll say, let me, let me preface this. Okay. Weight gain does happen, especially with women. And after, after bearing a child, it does happen. It's natural. I'm talking about just completely letting yourself go and you just choose not to do anything. So I would say, I would say, yes, I would leave a person if they gain too much weight. And is it ever wrong to leave a person due to weight gain? Um, I think, I think the question was supposed to be, is it ever right to leave a person due to weight gain? And I would say in some cases, yes. If they just refuse to do anything about it and they just stop caring about their body. Hey man, or girl, you got to get out of there because they're, they are being disrespectful to you and they're not setting a good example for the children. That, that's what I would say. Especially children are involved, man, because you don't want your kids being around a certain thing. Or it's like, it's like, it's important to stay in shape. I can't wait for my family. Because I know that we are going to do our best to stay in shape. It's going to be like, okay, we're going to go for a walk. We're going to go to the park. We're going to run. We're going to, you know, go play frisbee. We're going to go play basketball. We're going to go play soccer. We're going to go do something. We're going to go outside and move. We're not just going to sit here and just, oh, you know, stay inside. No, that's a horrible life. And, you know, I've seen, you know, my maternal grandmother, who I love very much, but it's hard for me to talk to her, but it's because it's just, she's in a situation where she, her body is in bad shape. She takes a ton of medication. She has a lot of health problems. She just sits around all day. And when I just listen to her, I'm just like, oh my God, can I just want to yell into the phone, get up and go outside, go do something. She pretty much just sits around all day. And I think it's horrible. I think it's absolutely horrible. But anyway, what I is it is it ever right to leave a person due to weight gain? Yes. Do you would you ever leave a person because they gain too much weight? Yes, I would. 19. You always discuss how you were excited to have kids, especially girls. Will you let them date? Why or why not? Okay. So, I am excited to have kids. And yes, I'm especially excited to have um baby girls. I I oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to scream my lungs out um will i let them date absolutely um 
my parents never let me date, never let my siblings date. Um, they never, and their, their explanation was very simple, but it was also very stupid. Well, this moment, this may, this mostly came from my mom. She said that we couldn't date because there was nothing about dating in the Bible and that the Bible didn't use the word date, which is just a stupid, shallow argument. But I would, I would let them date. I would say to me, to me, I'd be like, look, I'd be like, girls, listen, you are going to have, there are going to be guys that you like. That, that, that's just natural. You are, you're, we are wired that way to have attraction for the opposite sex. Um, to me, it'll officially be okay at 14 for them. I'll be like, you know, freshman in high school, you know, at some point you have to figure out, okay, what do I like? What do I not like? Um, my parents, my, especially my mom, a lot, a lot of the rules that I grew up with were because of my mom. And my dad just decided to just go with it because my dad is a fan of appeasement. Um, but that's that's what I would say. I would say fourteen, and I think I think as a parent, you have to let your kids date because it helps. First of all, it helps them learn about themselves. It helps you learn your strengths and weaknesses. Um, my first relationship, I. I thought I was before before I went in I thought I was I was a certain way. And then when I was in I was like, "Wow, this gets under my skin. This doesn't get under my skin." So you learn about yourself and you learn about, "Okay, these are the things I like. These are the things I don't like." So I would say I would say yes, I would because it will let it will help them learn about themselves and it will let them know what qualities they want and don't want in a person. That's, it's just that simple because there are some people where it's like, um, you know, you may think you want something, but you really don't. So, yes, I would, yes, I will definitely let them date. Um, and here's the thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust them. I'm gonna trust them because I, because here's the thing, as a parent, you have to trust that you did your job. If you, if you are, if you are constantly checking on your kid all the time, that means you pro- that means you think you didn't do a good job. That means you don't trust your skills. You don't trust their abilities to successfully succeed. At some point you just got to be like, "Hey man, you know, I I think I put it in them. I think we did a good job. Let her go." You you just got to you just got to try it. Um you know, if they had questions, I would easily answer their questions. Um Obviously, I would give them advice, not too much advice, but I would just be like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop you just because I'm not comfortable with it. Um, yeah. Okay. 20. If you had to pick either of your parents' jobs, which would you choose and why? Okay. So my mom was a preschool teacher. I'm not working with preschoolers i'm not doing that the only the here's the thing i like kids but i know i'm especially going to like my kids there are other kids where i'm just like okay you know it's great to be around you you're cool you're fun but not every day all the time my dad is a system specialist 
um, in the aerospace industry, and he works for a company called Linquest. And he does a lot of logistical stuff. He stares at a computer all day. I personally don't like what he does because he, he has to do a lot of meetings, and it's a lot of it's a lot of communication. It's people pretty much. He's the in between for a bunch of different groups. Um, from the military, from the military to the companies to he's just the in between. He's that guy. But I would probably have to choose his because I one I know I could do it better than actually teaching preschoolers. Um, and two I'm not around sick kids who are wiping their nose and touching everything. And ah uh, yeah. Anyway, those are the twenty questions, man. You guys, you guys really brought the heat this time. Uh, let's see what y'all bring next time, and I will, you guys will hear from me on Monday.